Well, we're continuing our study of 1 John, and we're in chapters, chapter 4 and verses uh, 13, I'm sorry, yeah, chapter 4, and we're 13 through uh, 21, and we're talking about how God's love reaches down to give us certain things in our lives. First of all, when we receive Christ and God's love becomes real to us and we know we are loved and that he enables us to have that certainty and assurance and and confidence and identity of who we are, then it, it enables us to live life so much better. And also another thing he gives us is confidence to face the future. And he talks here about how we have to face judgment and have to have to face punishment for our sins. But if we've received Christ, we have confidence, which means boldness. And it means that we're bold now and we're free now that God's perfecting love gives us this confidence toward God that we don't have to fear judgment. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, that there's therefore now no judgment or condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Because we've trusted Christ, we don't have to face judgment. We, don't, we won't have to stand at the great white throne and hear Jesus say that I never knew you, go away into everlasting fire because we won't be at that judgment because we've trusted Christ. Now, we will be judged in the matter of how we let God use our lives and how we let him work through us. That's the judgment seat of Christ, but it has nothing to do with our eternal destination in heaven. So the judgment that we, that we would fear most is the judgment to be rejected by Christ and refuse entrance into heaven. And we don't, we don't have to worry about that because we have put our faith and our trust in Christ. You know, what a relief it is to know that I belong to the Lord. Now, the basis of our confidence is because of, of what he has done and, uh, and the things that he has provided. Here's what he says, because as he is in the world, also we are in this world. And that's a simple statement that is but a profound statement that John makes about Jesus. And he simply means that is Christ now invisibly, we are in this world visibly, and that we may take our position as his position, and he will take our position because we have trusted him, and that he approves of us and we don't have to face judgment which we deserve. But also God loves gives us something else, not only confidence about the future, but all it gives us assurance about the presence, but it also gives us victory over fear. You see, fear and love are incompatible. The way the New Living, or new, I'm sorry, New English Bible puts it, there's no room for fear and love. And that's what he's saying here. We cannot enjoy God's love and love him in response and be filled with fear. Fear is, is a thing that most people experience. In fact, the, the Greek word for fear is really interesting. It, it's phobia. And from, from that Greek word, we get all kinds of English words. For example, there we have adopted the word acrophobia, which means fear of heights, or hydrophobia, which means fear of water. And there are all kinds of phobias, hundreds of them. And many people suffer from these phobias. And, and John points out that fear involves punishment, and punishment comes from a root word meaning to limit or restrict. And God is saying fear has, limit, has, has limits and fear imprisons. 
and fear hems in and fear anxieties and tensions and worries and self-pity. All these are forms of fear, and they limit the believer from experiencing God's best. See, you're loved. I'm loved. So we don't have to fear. What is there to fear? The Bible says that, that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. The Bible says that we have Christ living in us, walking with us. And we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to fear the future because it's settled. We don't have to fear the past because God has provided for us. We don't have to fear uh, judgment because Christ has paid the penalty for our sins. So all, of, all that we see and all that's coming to pass here is simply this, that God has provided the way for us to not fear. If you fear, bring that fear to him and, and recognize that, that he will take your fears away and that he will give you that peace of knowing who he is. Now, he has one other thing in this passage, and that is he says we should, <clears throat> we should love because he first loved us. Our love is not generated because we're such a great person and we think, you know, I should love God, so I'm going to generate my love. I'm going to produce my love for God. We can't produce love for God. God loves us first, and our response to his love, we can't help but love him back if we really understand who he is and if we really recognize how special he is and if we trust in him as we should and we realize what he has done for us and how he has provided for us, then our, our response has to be love. Now, we go on now and move into chapter 5, and in these first verses of chapter 5, uh, we want to talk about uh, how real faith and love go together. You see, he's talking now about love, but now he begins to talk about believing and having faith. Let me read uh, in, uh, in chapter 5 the first few verses. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone who loves the father loves his child also. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. The fact that, fact, in fact, this is love for God to keep his commands. And his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's really important, I think, to recognize here that what he is telling us is what faith and love are together, that together they can make an eternal difference, that together they can enable us to be all that God wants us to be. And and he, he writes, John does, about believing here. Now, believe Believing is a, is a word that John really likes. In his gospel of 21 chapters, he uses the word for faith, belief, or believing 101 times. And he uses a lot of times here in the book of John as, as well. He's talking about not some kind of phony pretense or kind of acting like something is true. True faith is based on truth. It's based on foundational truth. So let's see what he says here about it. He says, real faith really involves a real relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, in verse 1, he says, the one who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That's verse 1. And in verse 5, he, he says, 
that the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, uh, is the one who overcomes. And in verse 13, he says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. So the emphasis in these verses is very simple, is that if you love God and have faith in Him, it's because you've trusted Him now as your Savior. Let's pick up that tomorrow and continue with it.